Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Hola, mis amigos. Take number two. Good gracious. I think we got the audio fixed. I've got no idea what was happening there, but we are rocking and rolling. So if you guys uh, can't hear, just let me know. I don't know what happened there, but, uh, but we got some people that jumped in the chat and whatnot. So we uh, got sound on mine. You got sound. All right, we're good. I I don't know what happened, but it's it's rocking there. Matt said, "There you go." All right, we're good. The show is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary, and I'm Chris. You can go over to WinningCuresEverything dot com and find out everything you need to know about us: picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. Make sure you are subscribed. That way, you can jump in live with us every single day, Monday through Friday. We're on Twitch. We're on Periscope. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Make sure you jump in. And you can be involved in the show. You guys drive the conversation. Huey jumped in. He said it was the Rona. We didn't have audio for the first try. Now we got it. Who knows what happened? I don't for now. But I will figure that out as we go. Um, yeah, so we're, we're back up. We're good to go. The show brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. The South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. And they are all open right now. You can find more information about them over at tunicatravel.com. Michael said still nothing on Twitch. I don't know what's happening. Well, we're good on Facebook. I know that because I just heard it. Yeah, we're we're good on that. I'm, man, I'm clueless. I'm clueless. Uh, Damien said, what's up? He's jumped in on the chat. If you want to be involved on the chat, you can do that from any of these different locations. Um, All right, Michael said, never mind. All good. We're good on Twitch now. Okay. Maybe his his volume was turned down. Uh, Boy, we got technical difficulties to start things off. But that's all right. Not good. It's Friday. Hey, it's Friday. We just everything's to, half-assing it right now. Pretty much. We're just trying to get out of here and enjoy a good weekend. That's what we're trying to do. But we got some interesting, fun topics to discuss. We are not interested in getting in on all that hate and everything that's going on in the rest of the country. We're going to talk about a uh, a fun, uplifting story to start things off. Then we're going to talk some college football, college basketball, etc. Matt said uh, testicle difficulties. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, go over to tunicatravel.com, figure out more information about Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Find us over at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Our podcast numbers are looking really good. We were up to number 65 on Apple Podcasts in the sports news category. We'd like to appreciate and uh, thank yes. all you uh, you folks out there sharing it out, telling folks, downloading. We 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 appreciate it, yes. and we feel the love. We definitely feel the love. Uh, Damien said, uh, oh, Michael said, what's up, fellas? Happy Friday. So good to be back in Denver. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. That's, uh, we were wondering where you were going yesterday. You said you had 15 hours to drive. I was like, good God, that's a long, a long ways. Way. Uh, Damien said, y'all have uh, technical problems or more technical problems than the WWE Network. Yeah. That's what happens when you only got two guys running the show. Yeah, we're not, we're not worth what they're worth. <laughs> no, you got that right. I'd uh, like to think that if I threw enough money at it, I could fix all the bugs. Maybe I can't. No, it's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, it's uh, look, every day, every day is going to be something different. Most days it runs through, no problem. So, today, however, had a little bit of an issue, but we're good now. Everything's rocking and rolling. All right, let's, uh, let's jump in. Let's talk about this uh, this first topic. You brought it to my attention. It was incredibly interesting. So I kind of want you to take the lead here. It's a, it's a story <laughs> that NBC Sports put out uh, discussing D Ford and Nick Bosa, and i I want you to I want you to kind of fill me in. Yeah, just talked about how the brotherhood of these two guys is coming along. I mean they they are about as different as two people could be. Um, you know, we, we live in a world of that's that right now, especially with what's happening in Min, Minnesota and, uh, and, and, and our thoughts are there. Um, and once again, our country is going into chaos. Yeah. We're divided uh, again. Yeah. Because of, because of craziness and we are divided and race divides so much, but not just race, but also like where people come from. Yeah. And you've got, you've got Nick Bosa who was born in a, in a different status in life than D Ford and, and they were raised different and they were brought up different. And now they're on the team and D Ford's talking about how, you know, it was his responsibility to take him under his wing, kind of teach him to be a professional because the kid's a hell of an athlete and we need him and, and we need him to know how to be great uh, and, and do these things. And he talked about some of the chiefs players that taught him when he got there. And one of the things he said was you don't have to be friends with these people outside of work, outside of the field, outside of the facilities, to, to work together, and he said, but in spite of our differences, we have become friends. He used the word brotherhood, and and it, that it just it just made me feel good. They never really talk about the racial divide. They never talk about any of that, but you know who these two individuals are, and and then you read it and you talk about how this game has brought them closer. The work that they do together brought them closer, and it just it just made me feel good to know. You know what? Every black guy doesn't hate every white guy in this country right now. And every, cause this report came out today. I don't know when the interviews actually took place. Um, the, the, the report came out today. The story came out today. Every black guy, white guy doesn't hate every black guy today. And, and we just need more of this, of just let me work next to you. Let's fight the common enemy over and over again. I'm going to push you. You're going to push me and we're going to try to make each other better. And, uh, and it just, I, I don't know. It stood out to me as, I wanted something feel good and I wasn't expecting it, but that's what I got. Yeah. Well, you and I have talked a lot on this show. Like you and I, we have uh, varied differences of opinions and yes. it's good for the show. Like ha- having, having an echo chamber is not good for anybody. You don't grow from that. You, you need different philosophies brought in to help you grow 
uh, as a person, uh, in your knowledge, etc. And stuff like this is uh, is is good to hear. You know, it's it's you don't get enough of the the feel good stories, and this is definitely one of them. So I, I haven't gotten to read it all the way through it yet, but uh, but I read a little bit of it, and you know, it's just uplifting. You know, it's that's, just football, okay? Yeah. This doesn't cover any of the stuff going on, but you know when this happened, these other things happen, and we don't live life in a bubble. I think D goes out of his way to to talk about how they've embraced one another more than he would have if things were just happy and merry in our country and, and we had none of these issues. Um, and maybe I'm reading more into it than I should. I don't know. But, but it was something that I thought, man, this made me feel – like there's hope that there's goodness in the world still uh, of people who see the world very, very different. Um, and, uh, and whatever. So, you know, that, that, that was what that was. You you talked about how being different is, is what drives us. And And it absolutely is tell one little quick story when I was in management and I had to hire someone to work basically alongside of me that, you know, it would be me and them, as equals as much as we could be running, running the things. And uh, I, I went out of my way to hire somebody who was very different from me. And, and when push came to shove, I just basically asked her when offering her the job was, or you're somebody I feel like I can fight with. I need somebody to fight with me because if I'm the only person carrying everything here, I'm going to make up, make mistakes. And I need somebody to check me and say, are you sure that's the best thing for us to do? You can't be afraid to do that. And we worked unbelievable together. Yeah. I, I think that happens or it would happen much more frequently if, uh, if people didn't surround themselves with yes men and everything else. Right. I a hundred percent think the problem that we have in politics to get a little political is both sides surrounds themselves with only people that all agree. Yes. I, I think that if, if I ever, if I was president, I assure you, my vice president would be very different than me. And the country might not like it, but I need someone to challenge my ideas because my ideas aren't always right. Yeah, nobody. And I are. only represent a portion of the country that agrees with me, but I have to represent everyone. Yeah. And so I need someone else to take up the slack of what I'm missing. Yeah, I agree with That's you. That's important. Uh, Michael jumped in. He said, I wish more good news like that would come out. Uh, the media doesn't usually cover them because they don't get views. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's that's the problem is, yeah, if it, if it bleeds, it leads. And that's just the way the news media worry about things. Uh, Huey said, I love being the devil's advocate, and it drives people nuts all the time. Um, or he said, at times, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, when, you, when you question things, yeah, it's going to drive people crazy. But it, it gives you a better understanding of what you're trying to do it helps you in the long run uh, be able to explain why you're doing the things that you're doing. Like that's bottom line business, right? You make sure that you are making the best decision. If you can't defend what you are doing against somebody that's just asking questions, it, maybe you need to rethink what you're doing. You that's know? it. So, so my, my tagline was always support people, challenge ideas. If I'm challenging your idea, I'm not challenging you. I'm challenged the way you think. Yeah, I don't fight me for fighting me. Okay. I want you to win because a win for you is a win for me. I want you to want me to win, but, but we got to challenge each other's ideas constantly because if we can poke holes in our own ideas and find ways to sure them up or, or, or fill them, 
then then we can have a stronger plan going forward. That was just the way I always saw business. Nobody taught me that, by the way. I, it just makes sense in my brain. And it was the only way I knew to to be, because I, nope, I didn't know what I was doing when I was thrust into a management position. I had no training whatsoever. I was just hired here. You did a really good job at the last job, so we're going to put you in this job. That doesn't mean that I'm qualified for this. Let's figure this shit out. And it's, it's what you and I do on a daily basis with the show, even for something as simple as trying to come up with topics that we think are going to be good for the show. Um, we each come in with ideas. We discuss whether or not they would be good for us to discuss on the show. And then you go from there. I mean, it's one, is it going to be good for views? Does it matter if it's good for views? Is it actually good content? Is it worth talking about? I mean, all these different things that go into us doing this show, uh, it's the same thing, right? You're just bringing different ideas to the table. And if you want to talk about something, you got to be prepared to defend it. Now, you and I, we've got a really good relationship anyway, so we can actually discuss these things. But, yeah, uh, for, for the most part, we do a lot of the same stuff. And, and when you're working with anybody, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, with these two, it was just it was good to see something like this, two people from incredibly different backgrounds that work together that actually do get along and don't have the same ideas all the time, but yeah, they I get along. I can't imagine that they have the same ideas. No. I mean, uh, one is... Now, D4, to my knowledge, hasn't been very public about his political stances or, or things that he, he agrees with. The other guy, Nick Bosa, is very open about his political stances and alliances. Yes. Um, you know, just the fact that one is vocal and the other one is not tells me just the mentality of their differences. Yeah. No, you are you are dead on. Let's uh let's change topics really quick. Let's talk about Iowa football. Iowa athletic director Gary Barta is planning for a sold-out Kinnick Stadium when the football season kicks off in September. Their venue holds 69,250 fans. He pointed out, uh, now this is a story from, I believe, yesterday. Uh, There are 100 days remaining until the Hawkeyes' scheduled season kickoff against, uh, uh, let's see, September 5th at home against Northern Iowa. Uh, He acknowledged the outlook could change, but as of today, we are still planning to open Kinnick up and have as many fans join us as want to join us. That's a, a different way of looking at it. Texas said that they are opening up in June. Like, if there are sports that are that are being played in June, they will, and it's going to be a limited capacity at first. But well, the problem is we don't even know if sports are going to be played in June yet. Yeah, we got no idea. But both, they're, they're opening both it up. Both the NBA and the NHL haven't given hard dates, but they seem to be looking at July, which is. Weird, but in, NBA so, today came out and said July thirty first is their holy comeback shit. date. Yeah, so they're just, not starting that. They are not starting in October. And no, there's no way. Oh, no, no way. But here's the thing: I think that's good. How many times have we said this for the NBA? Okay. I know we're getting off of Iowa because I want to stick back to this one. But how many times have we said for the NBA? Just own Christmas to to the summer. Just yeah. own it, and it'd be better for everybody. Yes. I mean, so anyway, let's get back to Iowa. All right. So I, I yeah, they're still planning though. This is this is all about. Listen, we're gonna make it available for you to come out, and if you want to come, we'll fill this bad boy up, and we're gonna wave to the sick kids, and we're gonna play games, and we're gonna cheer on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. And we're going to do this now. If um, uh, what 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 they say about um, oh god, you had the article. Go 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 back through it one more time. Which uh, hold on, which part? The, the whole uh, the venue holds sixty nine thousand two hundred fifty. We're a hundred days away from it. Um, he said, 
<coughs> Excuse me. Um, let's see. You said uh, we are planning on opening up and we'll have as many fans join us as want to join us. Uh, one of our scenarios that we haven't closed, um, we are planning for something, uh, whether it's 75%, 50%, uh, but we haven't let go of 100% at all. The players. The part about the players. You oh, haven't oh, brought oh, that oh. Up. No, that's I haven't, what, I haven't gotten to that part I'm yet. looking back through our notes. That's the part that I love more than anything else. If any kids feel like it's unsafe for them to play and they sit out, they'll retain their scholarships. Yes. They that's can the, come uh, back next year. They can come back whenever they feel safe. Yeah. But we're not pulling scholarships. They still have eligibility here. And that is all I want. I I just want to treat these kids. If we're only going to pay them with a scholarship, then that thing needs to be as flexible and as lenient as anything we can make. Well, this is uh, an article from Yahoo Sports. Uh, Nick Bromberg wrote it. The uh, The title was, uh, Iowa AD says athletes unwilling to play because of coronavirus concerns will not lose their scholarships. Uh, his quotes here, he said, we had a conversation about what happens if a student-athlete or a staff member doesn't feel comfortable coming back to work, Barta said, and understand there could be an underlying health reason that they're not able to come back and train or work, or it could just be a concern that isn't able to be addressed. Because remember, as long as the virus is here and until a vaccine is created, there will be risk, and we cannot eliminate, no matter what we do, we cannot eliminate risk. We will work to mitigate it, and then people will have to make that choice. If we have a student-athlete who chooses not to return, they will still remain in good standing with their team. We will work to mitigate the concerns that they raise, uh, but we would not have a student-athlete during this year if they felt that they couldn't compete or train because of the COVID-19 virus. They would not lose their status or their scholarship. That's yeah. pretty awesome. That's all I want. That's that's all I'm asking it right It needs there. to be across that's the board. It. it shouldn't be school by school. It should no, be across it shouldn't the board. Be. This, is, this is why I got upset with the NCAA saying schools, when it came to the spring athletes, schools can bring them back if they want or it's up to the school. Then immediately we saw a bunch of schools saying, nope, you're a senior, yeah. move on with life. Most notable I, was uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. I love that these kids can say, you know what? It, I don't I don't have a pre-existing condition. I don't have any of this stuff. I don't live with a sickly parent. I don't have it, but I just don't feel safe. So I'm going to sit for a year. I'm going to work out. I'm going to stay in shape. But as long as I'm physically able to be on this team and make this team, I want to be a part of it next year or when this thing all gets way more cleared up. And they shouldn't be punished for that. They I just agree. shouldn't. Yeah, this this should be across the board. Um, you know, you want to make them show up for work? Give them a damn contract and a paycheck. But yes. right now, if all you're paying them is, is this – Bullshit scholarship, and yes, I use that word loosely because I think that's what it is. It's a made-up form of currency that doesn't really matter to anybody. Um, then, then that's it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I think I'm with you there. Like I can understand, you know, where Wisconsin's stance was early on. Um, but I didn't like it. I, but, I, I don't, but no, I, I neither one of us like it. I know it creates a problem for roster. This one, you just have to adapt rules. All right, we're going to make right. roster sizes bigger. We're we're not well, going it's, to it's limit not even your necessarily that. Remember, like, some some of them were smaller schools, and they they were uh, they couldn't afford no, extra scholarships, bullshit. which is that's what they just stated. not being able to afford the scholarship. It's a made up number. Yeah, it's a made up number. Well, it, part of the scholarship for athletes is. All of the nutrition that goes into it, all of the different things that you provide. Not for the track guy. Effort. The track guy eats at the same cafeteria as a science kid. No, you're right. You're right. That's just not. That's just not true. Uh, it's just it's, not. It's still 
you know, free meals. That is and a stuff bullshit like that. argument. The true cost of of having a kid on campus and taking classes is almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, jump in real quick. Damian Estrada said, "I don't think it's a good idea to have fans in the stadium yet, uh, unless there's a way to keep people at a distance from each other and keep everyone safe." Uh, I I mean, look, I'm kind of I might be in the same boat as you. I, now, being outside helps a little bit. Um, it's not as easily transferable when you're outside, especially in the heat. So something like that might help things out. Uh, having a full stadium might be a little crazy. Uh, Huey said, where does that stat come from on the cost? Uh, which The one that Chris was talking about? or I don't think I actually talked about a cost. Um, yeah, we don't, we was, don't, I don't have hard numbers. I just know that the, the only thing that would actually really cost anything is we could have a room, a person sitting in a dorm room and charging them room and board. But when they eat the cafeteria, the amount of food that one person consumes when you're feeding that many people would get thrown away every day. The amount of him, one person sitting in a classroom, when you have classrooms of 50 and 60 and 100 people, is, is is just they're just not taking up a chair because every class isn't full. Yeah. So the actual true cost when you're on campus, even at a small school like the first school I went to, Washita, that two thousand people were on campus total. I was one of two thousand people. Yeah. If they didn't get my check, it wouldn't. But I showed up for all the classes. Outside of being able to rent my dorm room out, it's the only thing that really cost money. Uh, back to Damien's thing. How do you feel about having full stadiums? I'm not. A, I, it's just a people's choice, okay? Yeah. And if we start seeing massive spikes, which we will know far before football stadiums are full, if we're going to see massive spikes because of large crowds of people or not, because we've been having large crowds of people for the past, I don't know, two, three weeks in some of these areas. And if we're not seeing massive spikes and we're not seeing hospitals get overrun and we're not seeing more people dying and everything is fine, then, then I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm going to think it's those people's choice if they want to do it or not. Yeah. And if you got 80,000 people that want to show up and they're willing to pay a ticket and they're willing to, by, by purchasing the ticket, sign away their rights to, I can't sue the school if I get the Rona from showing up at, on campus, then, you know, I'm fine. I'm not against it. Yeah, I can understand. I, uh, I went ahead and got a refund on my, my Foo Fighters ticket. Oh, I wish you just saw. I'd have just bought that. Ticket. Well, it's a it's one hundred twenty four bucks, and basically, I can go buy another ticket once it gets closer if I feel more comfortable with being inside an arena where there's circulated air and all that. That's kind of fine. Mess. That's so okay. that's that's what I'm looking at it as because it I had to. I had I'm to not get the dissing today. your decision. Yeah. Other than the fact that I wish I could have bought it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would have sold it to you. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you never I don't, brought don't, it up. In Foo Fighter, really, now we're off the subject. In Foo Fighter, really particular about when they play. No, like scalping tickets. Uh, yes, kind of. I went to a Garth Brooks concert not too long ago, and you literally had to show photo ID with the ticket. And that's so. Foo Fighters is not quite to that level, which um, I will tell you. But Garth, I appreciate, yeah. by the way, I do appreciate because. That way the real fans are buying it. Are yeah. like the lowest form of people on the planet. Yeah, Foo Fighters are not to that point, um, but it is what it is. Um, okay. Huey said, how many people are going to be willing to get out and put themselves at risk? See, that's the, that's the I'm going to bet more than you think. Uh, I would bet more than you Think of the entire alumni base for any major Power 5 school. You only need 50,000 of those people. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you'll be fine. 
I mean, uh, think of the amount of alumni base and fans that any of these schools have. They all have millions of fans, every one of them. Uh, Michael said uh, full stadiums would be fine. Let people calculate their own risk. Yeah, that's. I think that's the deal. And so, well, just, I would tell you, if we get to a point where we see by the middle of August, no, we've opened things up and people are, we're overflowing hospitals and things like that, then you have to pull back the reins and we have to adjust. What, like, like all of these statements we're making are based off of the last two weeks, we haven't seen anything insane happen. Hospitals aren't being overflown and, and, and they're actually medical personnel are being furloughed because there aren't enough people going to the hospital for stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's just one of those things. And I'm also not the expert and I don't pay close enough attention to know any of these real numbers, but I think if things were getting crazy again, we'd know about it. Yeah. No, they absolutely, as, as a matter of fact, the numbers are showing that, I mean, everything's pretty much declining. That's, uh, that's it. Crazy. And we're like, opening up and they're declining. So yeah. that's a good thing, not a bad thing. I think by, by the end of August, beginning of September, man, I mean, let it rip. Yeah. We've still got, go. we got a hundred go. days before football season starts. If North, if Northwestern, has a home game, and they allow fans, and I can get up to Chicago, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Michael said, I don't judge anyone's decision to each his own. Uh, I just like the option to go or not. The government cannot continue to make decisions for us. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's a it's a political stance for sure. But, yeah, I mean, in a situation like this, when the numbers are going down, like, one, it is the government's responsibility to protect people from themselves if something like this is going on, right? Like, it, the shutdown initially was needed warranted. Hundred percent needed to happen. But now that you have seen, now that things are opening back up and whatnot, you still see declines in numbers, um, in in positivity rate. Like that's a major deal. You know that's it. So we're we're not. It it may it's still very serious. Um, here we not go. My wife. Not. He said my wife is a nurse practitioner. She's seeing layoffs at her job. Yeah, I mean my mother in law uh, works at a hospital and. I mean, they they furloughed people and they every medical person I know is not getting furloughed, but their hours are getting cut back substantially. All of their benefits, their PTO is gone. Their um, their uh, uh, what you call it, four hundred one k not being matched anymore. The hospitals are hemorrhaging money because we don't have people going in for regular treatments that they would normally be having. Yeah, and and the big situation for that, a lot of those places uh, in Alabama, they cut out. All non-emergency, like yes. non-COVID-related stuff. Yeah. And by doing that, I, there wasn't enough to come in. Well, that's, that's not just like, oh, you're getting a boob job. That's not important. That's no. you tore your rotator cuff and we need to have surgery. Our, our granny needs a hip replacement and she's living in pain. Granny's just going to have to live in pain another couple of months. Like These yes. are things, these are operations that need to happen. But that they, are not happening. This is not just happen. all cosmetic. Now they are know, starting to to open back up and things like yeah, that in in different the, segments of the country. Starting but, to, starting and, and to. That's the thing, which it's, is fine. But we need to get those people back to work because those are the ones yeah. that carried our damn country through the pandemic. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. All right, let's uh, let's jump off of that. Let's let's talk about something a little more fun, a little more interesting. And with that, we're going to talk about Jason Terry. Uh, played on the Mavericks team. For a while, he played. I mean, he's played for a bunch of different NBA teams. Played for uh, a bunch of players. Yeah, he kind of drifted through the league. He certainly did. He was on the Rockets for a while. He was on the Mavericks when they won that title. Uh, that was one of your favorite teams of all time. Uh, yes. Here, Michael, real quick, he said, I don't want to be reckless about it. I'm all about doing it safe. And if we have to shelter in place again, that's fine. 
but we need to see the proof that it's necessary. Uh, Huey said, this showed the flaws in the healthcare centers. Hospitals have pissed off a lot of physicians and nurses, so they will leverage that against hospital administration. Yeah, going forward, it's, uh, hey, we're going to have contracts. You're going to pay me, like, yep. period. Like, it, it, I'm not, it, you ain't going to get to a point where you're going to fire me or furlough me or not pay me again going forward. So, uh, back to Jason Terry. So, I mean, he, he bounced around at the end of his career, which is normal. Yeah. He basically played his prime 2004 to 2012 with the Mavs. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly did. And he was a fantastic shooter. The, he could he could score with a the best jet, up. baby. Oh, he's unbelievable. Um, we bring him up because he is an assistant coach at the University of Arizona now where he played college hire. ball. He, uh, where, he was, where he was beforehand – um, he was the general manager for the Texas Legends in the G League. Now, that was yep. uh, a role with the Dallas Mavericks. That's their G League yep. team. And he played at Arizona 95 through 99. He was on the 1997 national title team. So he's won a national championship and an NBA championship. That's and that's right. pretty damn hard to accomplish. Yep. I mean, I'll say that. Um, and so, of course, uh, for anybody that thought that Arizona was going to slow down with the recruiting and, and whatever else, uh, this is a fantastic hire. I mean, this I, guy, I love this. Love this dude. Yes. Love this hire. Super fan of his. That year that they they took on the Heat and they took down the Heat. Listen, guys, I was so excited for Sean Marion, JJ Barea, little little man, uh, 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 Jason Terry, Dirk Nowinski. That was just an incredible basketball team. Took on the big three, brought them down. Just. Yeah. Might be my favorite championship team in modern time. It's up there with the 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 Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace Pistons. It's up there with my Celtics winning the championship. But I loved love this team. Love oh, the Jet. It's it, and it's when fun I saw to see him a get a big time college like, basketball job. I thought oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, I'm all in on it. Michael said he's checking out. Fellas, service is terrible. Have a good weekend. Gig them. Uh, gig them indeed. So we'll uh, we'll go along with you. It's a Friday. We gotta stay happy here. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Jason Terry is. Uh, I mean, I I don't know of anybody that doesn't like him. I mean, he's nice. incredibly nice, incredibly nice guy, hard worker, been all over the place, and you know he's gonna be able to recruit like gangbusters. Like it, that's Arizona hadn't had a big problem with recruiting anyway because obviously they're involved in the uh, the FBI scandal, but it, I, yeah. I mean, this is a fantastic hire, and this is somebody. If, if uh, Sean Miller ends up losing his job because of all this stuff with the NCAA, FBI, whatever, um, this is somebody that could take over that gig. I like, think so, and I think that's why you hire him now because we do think that that NCAA stuff's going to take two to three years, right? Oh yeah, I mean, it's, so now he's got. It's already been a, four. So, but but the NCAA had him. So that's the FBI being four, and the NCAA just dipping a toe, man. Yeah, they're just cracking the the knuckles. They're they're so, starting to turn out uh, in a ways, and and we'll see. That's fine, but yeah. then you've got appeals, and you got all this other stuff. I'm telling you, you got a couple of years to have Terry in if this is somebody you think you want to hand the keys to. Um, if things go south with uh, with Sean Miller, and uh, and I like that he has a couple of years to learn how to be a coach, figure it out, see what he you know what he's missing from his repertoire, but also. Look at what he's trying to do. He wanted to learn the GM side of it. He's now starting to learn some of the college basketball side of it. At, at some point, man, I, I I think 
that he's going to turn into either a really good GM or really good head coach at either the college or the pro level uh, one way or another. He, he seems to be wanting to learn all aspects of the business of basketball. And, uh, and I like that for him. He's a guy that I just, I love rooting for. When I saw this news, saw he got named higher there. I thought that's, that's what I wanted to see. I, I'm yeah. happy with that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. Um, let's go ahead and close out the show with this today. Write down my time here. Conference USA and Sunbelt possible merger. Now, we have talked on the show about this before, about how just kind of absurd it is that we have these smaller schools flying all over creation uh, just to play games in basically front of nobody, right? The TV contracts aren't that big. Um, a lot of them are, are hemorrhaging money, really, and especially right now. Uh, this is a, a serious situation for a lot of these smaller schools. Um, I... The Sunbelt Conference USA merger was was originally brought up by uh, Louisiana's uh, Louisiana Lafayette's athletic director, um, and he said, "You know, time is running out. We need to set this up." and And it was kind of bounced back and forth a little bit. And they are discussing the idea of basically taking regional teams from these two different conferences and kind of creating this massive, um, what would you call it, a massive super conference almost. You know, make it like a 24-team conference and just kind of have everybody play against everybody, but make it where, what did this say? Um, to help cut down on travel costs, merging some of the neighboring ones. And he said, uh, basically combining the schools that are regionally close to each other and forming an alliance so that Sunbelt and CDUSA programs could bus from city to city rather than flying long distance from one part of the country to the other. Uh, if you look at the situation, uh, what he's suggesting is like an Eastern division that would consist of Liberty, App State, Marshall, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, Charlotte, Coastal Carolina, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern. Now, that's a lot of schools. I get that. Isn't Liberty independent? It is, but if you're going to have equal teams or whatever, bring them in for a season, and that way their schedule is is set up, as opposed to Liberty. So, but Liberty would have to sign off on that then. Yeah, they'd have to sign off on that. But yeah. you you bring those in, and that way it's even number of teams, and all of because Liberty is right there along with um, App State and Marshall and Middle Tennessee and Old Dominion, and it, those they're right next to each other. Like, there's no reason why they should all be flying all over creation to play whoever, right? Oh, completely agree with that. So, on the other side, the Western Division would be Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Tech, South Alabama, Southern Miss, Troy, UAB, Arkansas State, New Mexico State, uh, North Texas, Rice, Texas State, UTSA, and UTEP. Now, New Mexico State, again, another independent, but if you just want to toss them all in there together, that way you your schedule fills out and it's not too far of a distance because New Mexico State, right next to UTEP, uh, right next, not right next to, but closer to UT San Antonio, uh, Texas State, Rice, North Texas, etc. That's the situation here. You can have games like UAB and Troy. You can have games like Louisiana Tech and Louisiana Monroe or Louisiana Lafayette. Like you have these regional matchups, right? And it, I think it is a very interesting and smart way of going no, about for business this, for this year's college football. We've talked about this. Yes. The small market teams. Conferences really need to look at finding ways to play regional. There's just no reason for them to be flying all across the country to play games 
when when schools are hemorrhaging money right now. And, and, and honestly, and they, it would be much more entertaining to watch UAB play against uh, Troy or or Southern Miss as opposed to you know whoever UAB against uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Like I think that would be entertaining. I think that would be more entertaining than watching UAB go all the way up to Virginia to play against Old Dominion. You know? Yeah, completely agree with all of that. The, the you know the two conferences basically the commissioners need to get together and they need to make a decision and you basically got to each commissioner is responsible for getting his schools on board. The the you know the flying the ointment is you've got two independent schools that they're independent for a reason. You know yeah. they they like doing whatever the hell they want to do, and unless they've already had discussions with both of those schools, and and, and you can leave those two out if you want to. That yeah, if you've yeah. got an eleven team schedule, just go play it. Literally, that leaves you the option to be able to take one one you know pay for pay for loss and and go get a big check and play some big school and get the hell beat out of you, and then come back to your regional conference. Uh, Huey said, playing regionally, you get family people there if they are local kids, plus you get a better rivalry because they're recruiting the same kids and kids want to show off to the other school that didn't want them. Yes, 100%. Well, 80% of these kids are are local, I would bet, at smaller schools. Oh, they just yes, are. 100%. Um, now, the we get into this, and then you actually hear from one of the ADs, right? So the AD at Louisiana is the one that originally brought this topic to the public and was like, this would be a smart move. Now, Louisiana Tech's AD, Tommy McClellan, said there is no chance he sees Louisiana getting an opportunity to join Conference USA. Now, I asked you this before we went live today. I said, do you think the Sun Belt or Conference USA is a, a bigger football conference? Like, which one, Like, is there a pecking order with this? I really think they're about as equal as you can get. I really do. I think the Sun Belt is a better football conference. Maybe Conference USA is a better conference for all sports. I mean, Conference USA is definitely bigger. um, Yeah, it's bigger. But but only by a couple of schools. Yeah. But when you got, you know, App State and Louisiana and Georgia Southern and whatever, I mean, I think think the Sun Belt's a pretty damn good football conference. This is the, the quote from, or the quotes, from Tommy McClellan, the Louisiana Tech AD. He said, let me be very frank and very direct. There is no conversation at Conference USA, nor is there any interest. And I think that's, I don't know how direct I can be with that, McClellan said in the video below. Uh, the La Tech AD didn't stop there, however. Based on his comments, it's fair to say he doesn't believe the Sun Belt adds much value to the Conference USA brand. He said, I think if I were in Lafayette's position, I'd be trying to figure out a way to move up to a level like Conference USA. And so, you know, congratulations on the conversation. But I think for us, you know, you've got to understand, if we all of a sudden decided there was going to be a membership expansion in Conference USA, I think there would be numerous individuals from the Sun Belt that would be interested in joining and paying a premium that we all pay to be in this league. So I think there would be individuals that would be interested in that. If their league expanded, I don't think there would be anybody in our league that would be interested in that. So I think that's the litmus test on a merger. I'm shocked. So he he sounds like he's talking from they're trying to join Conference USA. We're talking about a one year band aid, bro. Yes, I, I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm a little in shock that he's talking about how Conference USA is so much better than the Sun Belt. I'm when you asked me that, I thought, and my response was, is I would maybe take the top tier, the top tier of Conference USA over the top tier of the Sun Belt, but I don't even know if that's true. No, I. 
when you've got App State and Georgia Southern and Louisiana, that, that those is the top three from really the last couple of seasons. Louisiana and App State, I like more than Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's a gimmicky school with the yeah. with the triple option. Agreed. And it's, Agreed. It's different. It's different. Um, but but App State, they are kind of the, the I mean, biggest it, boy in that pond. Conference USA last Louisiana, year was won by Florida Atlantic. Right. Marshall always typically has a pretty good a pretty good team. Um, yeah. Middle Tennessee. You know, when they had Rick Stock st- or uh, Brent Stockstill as their quarterback was really good. Now they dropped off last season, but you know Rick is still there. He knows how to build a program. I mean, they've got good schools across the board. Like I, I think both of them have some really upper level. They teams. they were about as even as two conferences could be that you're going to compare. Damian said he's been listening to Matt Lafleur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that's the deal, right? It, it's it's so insane to me that uh, the Louisiana Tech AD thinks of himself that highly over Louisiana Lafayette. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference there. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Now um, I really want this to happen, and I, I really, really, uh, really want to see Lafayette and Tech play. I, I want to see them play anyway. I want to see Louisiana Monroe yeah, play but now, against Tech. Now, like, now you got a whole lot of salt in that. Now oh. you got one team that has to show up or it's an embarrassment, and the other team that just wants to rub salt in that wound. Oh, you got that right. That is uh it it's crazy. It's it's crazy talk, but man, I love when you get ADs firing from the hip, you know. I do appreciate the honesty. I do appreciate the opinion and the candor because you just never get that. No. You, get, you get all the the coach speak and all the we respect those people on the other side. No, you don't. You don't respect them at all. Just say you don't. Like We, we are not talking about an SEC AD talking about a Conference USA member. Like, I bet they would love to join our conference. Yeah, you know? no, no. We're talking about, about Conference as, USA and the Sun Belt. This is about as even as two conferences can be. Yes, I mean they're basically I mean, the, the only same. thing I can think of is maybe, but even the bottom tier of both those school, those, those groups Conferences? are yeah. pretty, pretty low, pretty <laughs> low on the totem pole. Damien said he's another Jason Garrett fan. I said he's coming with the zingers today, buddy. I said we love you, Damien. Good stuff. I, I can't. I, I just can't <laughs> understand. I, 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 I'm glad we got this comment because it's entertaining. It's funny, but I don't really know the basis of it. Maybe we're wrong, Gary. There, Maybe there is the Conference a, USA is just so much better than we think it is. It's, I, I mean, if you look at the money. I do worship at the feet of Bill Clark. I, I, I don't think the money is that different in, in, or that different oh, in I either would, conference. I would bet they are a, a neck and neck. Now, the Conference USA schools are bigger. Like, they're bigger schools, right? And some Well, some of them. Yeah. For the most part, I would think they are bigger. So, the money probably is more. They, they probably got more money at Conference USA. Maybe. But that's irrelevant. We're trying to get a one-year Band-Aid on a jacked-up college football situation so yes. we can just get football, okay? Everybody's losing a shitload of money, all right? So this will save both you and us a lot of money. Yeah. How does this not make sense to anybody? For for the schools that want to make sure that they keep their athletic departments running, uh, this is a, a no-brainer, basically. Uh, there's no reason for Louisiana Tech to be traveling to UTEP and to Marshall in the same season. Like, yeah. it, that just, it makes no sense. It's just yet, a long way to go for nothing. Yeah. I mean, especially for games that are going to be shown on, like, the NFL Network. You know, yeah. like, it, people aren't going to be watching college football on the NFL Network. They just don't. So, I don't know. I'd, but I would be interested to see 
La Tech playing against uh, Louisiana Monroe. There aren't a Lafayette. lot of matchups that I would care about. The interstate matchups where those kids are being recruited by yes. all of the – if you don't go to LSU, all the other Louisiana schools are trying to get you, okay? Oh, and, yes. And, and, and there is rivalry in getting those kids, all right? 100%. I want to see those matchups. That's fun. I'm sure Texas has got a few of those as well. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, Appalachia State playing Southern Miss would be anything special or anybody would care. No, but I doubt but, that you would get that. I mean, App State against Western Kentucky could be cool. Um, okay. You know, I don't know that that would be cool, but maybe. Charlotte, maybe. Hey, Charlotte and App State are, are in the same state, and, and Charlotte is an up-and-comer, and App State is kind of the, the stable setup, you know. There's, there's games that could be interesting here. Um, okay. But I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I'm just not. I'm I'm in. I'm for it. Any anything that these lower group of five conferences can do to make themselves more entertaining, to get more eyes on their programs, I think it's better for all of them. Yes. Okay. One of them ascending to the ranks of the big boys is a win for all of them because it shows we all belong in the conversation. Yes. You can't just dismiss us all. So I, I think it's smart. I think it's wise. I do appreciate and like the, the just complete dismissal of, of all of the Sunbelt. It's pretty awesome. The pettiness is unbelievable. I am, I am all for as much pettiness as we can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you see anything that's broken? That's it, brother. Let's that's get it. out of here. It's Friday. It's Friday. I got to run. dump anything now. You guys have been fantastic. As always, go over to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed on all the different platforms on the podcast for sure, especially on Apple. Leave a nice review, a nice comment. Share the show out with your friends. We always appreciate that, and that helps us out a ton. So if you will just tell one person about the show, that's going to help us out. So we definitely appreciate you guys for listening and for tuning in. The chat, look, Damian, Michael, Matt, all of y'all, McKinnon jumped in. Uh, we appreciate all of you for jumping in and driving that conversation. We definitely uh, definitely thank you for doing that. Go over to tunicatravel.com. Tunica, Mississippi is back open. The casinos are rocking and rolling. Tunicatravel.com has got all the information for you to check out Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. And with that said, we are getting out of here. You guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.